0: This
1: is The Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1106, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? Just down the road there, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And in Los Angeles, I still don't know his intro. You
2: gotta, AI hasn't helped out, man. I, I don't know what to say. Our newest cast member you know from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. Yeah, I think that we should never have something to say. Just be like, I don't know what it is. That's just my intro at this point. Just, I don't know what, I don't know <laughs> what he's known <laughs> for. Just tell me is what you're here. doing. Yeah, I don't week. know what's going on. We should just yeah. make lies up. I don't know. We'd think about something. I like it.
1: Uh, we have a great show in store for you. Coming up later, we talked to Tadashi. He has a new album out. Uh, we also have your feedback and relevant buzz. Uh, but before we get going, uh, end of September, sports are in full swing, thankfully. There's something yep. to watch on the weekends again.
3: I love sports, and I'm actually, um, as I've mentioned before on this show, uh, I, I actually you know, coach my, my son. Well, I was coaching. This year I'm just kind of watching. But my kids are really involved in community sports, particularly baseball. And I was at a game last night and I had the revelation that Little League sports is is like growing up in like a drama filled church in the most hilarious and awesome ways. (laughs) I saw a guy get thrown out last night for confronting the umpire who in this setting yeah, it was great. It was great. And these are 10-year-olds. Um, as the, the guy, you you could tell, it was like, so, so here's an analogy. It was like watching a dispute in church where the both, like, someone's, like, talking to a pastor or someone in authority, but they're using, they're being extremely passive-aggressive. <laughs> like, it wasn't straight aggression, right? I need it an wasn't, example. Yeah, I need an example. Okay. So, like, it... it it would be like asking the pastor a question that directly challenges his sermon, but in an indirect way, right. like, but because this was, this was the, the coach yelling things to the player that was absolute insults to the umpire. But he goes, <laughs> I'm just talking to my player. Oh my I'm just talking to my player." And he was like, he was like, good eye. Uh, that was definitely a ball. Your eye was good on that one. Even though the umpire called it a strike. So the umpire confronts the guy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, deep levels of pass, pass, passive aggression. The umpire confronts the guy says, no arguing balls and strikes, right? So the guy, sure enough, goes back to the same routine, encouraging his player by basically insinuating how bad the ump is. But then you could tell the uncle is like, all right, I got eye. all eyes are on them. It is, you know, everyone in the bleachers is like, all right, here we go. This is what we came for right now. Let's see a confrontation on the field. They get in each other's faces. And I can't tell if they're half It's if it's half theater, because I think they both got into the moment, you know, and they hear parents like starting to cheer. <laughs> all the players start like knocking on the fence. It is the greatest thing ever. You know, it, it is it is a worship leader and a pastor having an argument on stage. Sunday morning. As the umpire throws him out, he yells and and he and, he, and the guy the, the guy I think as soon as he got kicked out of the game, the guy realized what a humiliating mistake he made. Because he's in there cleaning out his stuff in the dugout in front of a bunch of ten year olds and the umpire goes, kicked out means to the parking lot, not the dugout. Get your stuff later. And the guy oh, takes the walk of shame.
2: Man, I've done that walk of shame. Crazy. I've done that walk of shame. I want you to know got, right now. I've the done The guy's
3: that. taking the walk of shame. And as he's taking his walk of shame, head held high, everyone laughing, the umpire yells, welcome to Little League. And like, I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> then later in the evening, later in the evening, they have a violent. <laughs>
4: this is another one. How welcome how to it, it's. League. Is 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 wild? That That's is wild. like welcome to that hell. dude wants a fight. He wants a fight after the game. <laughs> yeah, he the This was, like a for it real. Is it is was great
3: People were cheering. Like people were just <laughs> objective It wait, was wait, like wait, WWE cheering that the
1: coach got kicked out because he was a jerk or cheering. Like who were they cheering for?
3: They just were cheering
2: just for the for excitement. Just for something that
3: everyone happened besides a Ten-year-old tis- <laughs> yeah. a ball on
2: a stick. That's was- yeah. Anything
3: else was just <laughs> more <laughs> exactly. entertaining
2: than that very moment. <laughs>
3: but then yeah. it got everyone else <laughs> riled up. It got everyone else riled up because, like, later in the game, like the lady who runs the league, you know, she's very into the into her role. And there's like above, like behind home plate, there's a there's a stri- there's like a building, and in that building is a little booth where you control the scoreboard. Now, the person controlling the scoreboard. Yeah, it's just a volunteer. They're it's just volunteers. like Dude, a, it's a so sibling or a. And look, keeping score of little league of any baseball game is complicated. Especially yeah. a scoreboard, a baseball scoreboard has lots of little lights on it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. well the other team scored and the run didn't immediately <laughs> go up. And a lady running the league, everyone's every the umpire thing just got everyone in a tizzy. Yells, you gotta put another, you gotta put the other run up. You know, to the person up in the booth. The person in the booth, all you hear is a yell out of the window. Well, you can come do it if you want to. <laughs> wow. Wow. Every, once again. Wow. Once again.
1: What's in the everyone, water there in Virginia Beach, man?
3: Once Bro. again, everyone everyone starts cheering. Even the umpire. Even the umpire. Like, it is. It, and, everybody,
4: and, and everybody's adults. That's the craziest part about this whole thing. They're all adults. Like,
3: And it was like, no one was really. Everyone was just amped up. And. It was like, all right, confrontation is how we're going to make these games way more fun for everyone. But it was like it was like when uh, the sound guy at church, when like a uh-huh. mic starts feeding back uh-huh. and everyone like fault. stares uh-huh. back yeah. at him like, what, what are we going <laughs> or or, or here? OK, here's the other analogy when it's like there's like a there's like a PowerPoint presentation on during a sermon. Right. And and you see them clicking through the slides and all of a sudden it freezes. And, you know, it's like a bad scenario when the when the big screen goes to like a window screen. Right? And, <laughs> right, like, and everyone right. in the congregation is like, oh, oh, like groaning and like looking back at who's the idiot running the laptop today. It was like that for the scoreboard. I loved oh, it. I, I love right. when that happened. Like there's nothing that I get more enjoyment out of of massive technical problems in, yeah. a, in like a church service. And no one is keeping a cool head. They, Everyone's they, freaking out. They love out. to blame the devil.
2: You yeah. love to. Like the sound starts to go crazy. Is it the sound man or the devil? And either one, you're both in trouble. You're both working together on this one. Jesse, do they allow <laughs> drinking
4: at those games? I'm pitching the devil. <laughs> that's, know, what, that's what I was thinking.
3: There was actually a memo. You, you'd be surprised how many memos they sent out to remind okay. people that that's not allowed.
2: <laughs>
3: not lying there. They've had to email a couple high noons types. out
2: there A couple tall What's in boys in that prime bottle? Yeah. Sorry <laughs> Alright Alright Well
1: moving the show along Stay tuned Up next It's Relevant Buzz You're listening to Coin. as long as Cutie. <laughs> high school nickname. All right, Emily, tell us what's... dress Cap. <laughs> All the high school
5: nicknames. <laughs> I was very popular. Did you, ha- did you have like a genuine high school nickname? I actually want to know. No, I've never had a nickname in my life. Oh. Like I have
1: like three people who call me yeah. Cam. That's the closest thing I have to...
5: You don't got a any- I, Yeah, I, I'm one of them. I have too many nicknames. You can have one of mine if you want. Well, hey, what's I don't know if downtown name Emily Brown works. Downtown Emily Brown, obviously. All right. Um, my nephew and nieces—they call me Emmy, but that's just because they can't really <laughs> speak properly. Aww. Um, my parents. Well, my parents also have always called me Sweet Emmy. Um, I have Aww. Ms. Uh, E like
4: Ms. Ms is cool. Ms is fun. In the E-B- in the staff chat, everybody
2: calls her Ms.
5: Yeah, E Breezy. I've gotten that before. Um, That's your rap name?
2: E-Breezy, nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This is actually,
5: I'm actually announcing my rap career. It's like g Easy, but E-Breezy, I like
4: that. E-Breezy is tough.
1: Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in.
5: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
3: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
5: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four.
1: Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit TheChosenRiseUp.com and get your tickets now. That's TheChosenRiseUp.com for tickets today.
4: Uh-huh, that's dope, It's dope. Alright, it's time for... I always appreciate
2: Cam try, Cam, when you're like, alright, here we go, like, it's my favorite. Alright, enough! Yeah. Alright!
1: Yeah. Yeah. Moving along! Alright, kids! Side Everybody, family. we have a show to
4: get to. Uh, all right, tell us what's happening
1: at the intersection of faith and
3: culture we've, this week, Emily. We spent 15 minutes learning about a local little league conflict. <laughs> what is yeah, possibly happening is at the true. intersection of faith and culture? It's be more important. I wish I would have filmed it, guys. It was magical.
5: <laughs> um, okay, beyond little league fights, what's actually happening in the world? Uh, <laughs> after a very very long summer, uh, the writer's strike has officially ended. Woo! Yeah, as of this helps us all out. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, uh, there's still the artist yeah, like, oh, cool. going Who on, cares? so, you know, there's still not going to be a ton of new content out, but at least the writers, you know, we will get like talk shows, late night shows, different things like that. I and mean, they can start working on projects at least, at least, which is exciting because there's already been a few projects that have been announced. One that caught our eye is apparently there's going to be a reboot of The Office. Oh, no. Oh, no. <sighs> it's Jeff Daniels oh, no. doing oh, no. it? Oh, no. Greg, Greg Daniels,
0: Daniels
2: uh, is doing it. Oh my gosh that, oh, he's the main guy he's the guy who makes it happen yeah, so I'm surprised. he
5: is a sign with I don't know if that makes you feel any better. Uh, uh, Derek it makes you it seem feel a little, little
2: better. Yeah but I'm like don't reboot.
1: Gen Z version Is it going to be the same cast like old or is it new They a haven't new cast? announced any
5: details. It's all it is is the original showrunner Jeff Daniels. he announced or Greg Daniels he announced that um he is working on a reboot. Um but there's no details about, you know, is it going to be the main cast are they returning cast? Oh. Is it just like a redo? What are they doing?
3: I, I had I thought I read and maybe this is maybe it's all speculation, but I thought I read that some of the main cast was going to potentially be in it. You know, so it's going
1: it's going back to Dunder Mifflin. Like yeah. which would have no chance of still being in business.
2: Yeah, I over I have heard something that's a different point of view too. It's not like the same setup, mm. it's totally different. Mm.
5: Yeah. I think he's I think he right now he's kind of playing around to see like what does a paper company look like in twenty twenty three. If at all. Well, they were already um, selling,
1: you know, computers and printers and, and the Triangle tablet and all that stuff. So.
5: Yeah, it was already over when no, Michael that left. There. They got bought by Sabre. Yeah, um, I would, after press,
4: when Michael left, it was over for me. Was, yeah. yeah. So that's the those thing. Last, like, those last two seasons yeah, are pretty rough. The finale I, brought I it home. I do think but,
5: some of the cast over the years, they've made comments about, you know, they'd love to get the group back together, do some, maybe a reunion, not necessarily a reboot. Some, I'm sure, would be more interested in a reboot the hard thing is, you know, it was already tough when Michael left. I do not see a single world where Steve Carell comes back. Um, I don't see John mm, Krasinski coming no. back. Like, he's mm, he's kind of gone no off, way. too. So, then it's like, we don't have Michael. We don't have Jim. Probably won't have Dwight. I, I don't Probably think so. I he, he has this new documentary do on,
2: on Discovery about finding himself. I think he's finding himself right now.
1: Well, they were going to do a Dwight spinoff. Oh, really? Uh, he was on our cover. Yeah, yeah. They were going to do a Dwight spinoff, and they shot a pilot and right in the last season of the office and if you remember the storyline where he started dating the farm girl Mm -hmm. and they bought a tractor or whatever and then like all of a sudden there's all these new characters that was setting up his spinoff show which was going to take set uh take place at Uh, shoot farm it's like a joey spinoff with friends
2: remember when friends ended and joey took like joey was first season and everyone's like why they
1: didn't move forward with it because it the you know pilot flopped or whatever and so they turned it into an episode of the office so there's this oh, wow. weird farm episode in the final season and it was originally the pilot oh, i gotta watch, watch. That. I never knew yeah. that
3: but but do you think here's here's why i think I'm, I'm skeptical of it not so much like the cast or even like reboot rebooting an idea that works like that rarely works but hey i mean look the, the american office was this was you they know brought kind a of of development a, back
1: yeah. i mean after how many years
3: but but i think i think the main issue isn't so much that or even like the cast it's that in a post covid world i don't know if people will relate to the office like they mm-hmm. did like part of the part of the the, the contract of the office that worked is like the cast was like normal looking people and the only thing they had in con- they weren't like these handsome, you know, friends living in an apartment in some glamorous city, like the construct of most sitcoms up to then, right? Or people in some wacky scenario. The the whole construct was they were average people. Their only point of relation is that they shared That's a right. piece, of, piece of carpet with other people for eight hours a day. Can't we all relate to the the humor of the mundanity of of, of mm-hmm. office yeah. life? Half the half the country, or I don't know, half, but I would say a large portion. Of people, no longer that's no longer a part of their life. Like it's not as relatable as it once was. That office lifestyle in kind of the the post COVID hybrid work. I don't know if like the the core construct of the show is as relatable right. as it yeah. used to be. I, yeah, it,
4: but they'll have to they'll have to update that as well. I picture Zoom calls working from home. I picture yeah. working from home. But is that going to be interesting? Well, I mean, it's could be on. Yeah. CW, like you said, "Right, yeah. Emily, it's going to be on CW, oh, yeah. so it's right after of, Riverdale." I can <laughs> think of tons of ways you can make the office interesting from people's people working. It's gonna be after home. the Flash on like, CW, oh. so
2: oh it's gonna be great. God. <laughs> after the chosen, yeah, it's after on the CW. chosen. I don't know, but I think Jesse yeah. has
5: a good point. Like they're when you're working remote. Obviously, all you have is conversations, which the, obviously the office, yes, is funny and witty. But a lot of the humor came from like the physical pranks, like Jim pranking Dwight or Michael running into the conference room yelling, you know, I declare bankruptcy or something like that. You know, like there's part of there is like a physical all right, here's, humor the first, here's the
4: first here's the first here's the first episode, Emily. All right. It, M's, here's the first episode. It's a Zoom call. Dwight's at home. He's, he's, he's trying to set up his camera, finally gets his set up, right? And then he turns around, he hears a, ch- a a chicken or something, turns around, he stands up, and he doesn't have any pants on. <laughs> and you just see his bare naked butt, but it's blurred out. <clears throat> and then they look at the camera, and then do-do-do, do-do-do-do. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? And it's all about... In a pro- like, what do you do with that? You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. all about like, does he get you? Does he get in trouble with HR? Does, you see what I'm saying? Like that. So I picture it being that kind of stuff, like that, or somebody working from home, you know. But you know that they're, they're not really working from home. It's like a party at work. You yeah, know what man. I mean? Like all sure, kind of sure. different stuff like that. I, I could see that. You know what I mean? Somebody it needs a good main character. It needs like a famous character they actually though. don't have COVID, It needs a famous you know I mean? character though, right? Like we need one, like a
2: good anchor character for that to actually happen. You need somebody, like remember when Will Ferrell was on it, how weird that was? Like that was just the oddest. Yeah. You yeah. I, you would like that part. I, I don't know why, but that was just such a worst. That was the weirdest part ever. I love Will Ferrell.
3: D'Angelo Vickers. I think
2: yeah, Idris D'Angelo. Elba moving
5: on it was worse. Who, who, but, who wanted I love Idris? Idris. Oh he played yeah,
1: yeah, Charles. yeah, yeah. Oh man, Idris yeah. Alba. Charles. Yeah. I
2: like that. I like that. Who's
3: tough? The
1: Nemesis
5: arc. I liked. I, I liked. I liked Will him. Ferrell better than I liked. Idris. After that Honestly, season, I stopped. You liked the end? Wow.
2: Idris Elba came in. I was like,
5: they're going to okay, start making controversial this controversial take. I liked the last season. You I didn't, they were not the best. I but want to see that I Dwight
4: episode them. on the final season. When I
5: rewatch the office. It's, a,
2: it's just a different, it's just a different
1: show.
4: It's, I know a, co- I know a, a know couple people that love those episodes actually.
5: There's some yeah. good, yeah. there's yeah. some good stuff on there. All, All right, right. What else we have? Um, yeah. There's a really interesting new documentary that premiered on HBO this week called savior complex. Mm. Um, and it tells the story of a woman named Renee Bach and her charity, Uh, serving children. Um, So Renee, when she was a teenager, she went on a mission trip to Uganda um, to work at an orphanage. And before long, she started her own charity. Uh, I remember Um, the story. Yeah, so she started her own charity to treat Malnourished children, which is great, common story. But she started performing some of the medical treatments herself, even though she didn't have any proper medical training. Um, And after a few years, some of the other workers started reporting it um, before the charity shut down. Uh, roughly 100 Ugandan children uh, died. Uh, and, it, you know, it's hard to relate to directly to her, but... So it's so it's not
1: just a documentary about, like, Christians going into other countries no, it's with a safe complex. No. It's specifically, specifically about her story. But they Got do
5: it. bring in experts who kind of talk about this. This is not <laughs> necessarily an anomaly. This has, you know, that other missionaries go into foreign countries thinking... Because the thing is, is her... She had the intention of helping. You know, she wasn't setting out to harm children. But you do have to self reflect and think: Am I the person to be helping them, or do I need to
3: Jeez. have someone else Our help them? And so, it, wasn't this a true crime podcast first? I what, what, believe what? so. I'm pretty sure. um Yeah, Dad, medicine? No, something. I ate away. Yeah, it is a very interesting and disturbing story. Yeah. But I remember when it was kind of playing out in, in real time. Yeah. When when when
1: fighter jets fly above your your office, Jesse, <laughs> do yeah. you think something's going down or no? Is it just white noise?
3: It, it is. It is. Uh, it is daily noise.
4: Got to be white.
3: It, it is. It is daily and every single day. And you remember when they lost that that fighter jet a couple weeks ago? Remember when that was like a big story?
5: Yeah. They, wait, who lost I saw yeah. Two Derek, because the government. Yeah, lost a fighter jet. Yeah, I saw hey, Derek Derek oh, no, it's for like eight
1: days.
2: Who lost a fighter jet? It like, like like It had the engine failed, and it was they were testing, and it fell into the bushes. Right?
3: No, I don't even think it was engine. I don't. Th- well, it, oh. it wasn't engine failure. They they they're, they haven't nice. disclosed what happened. It was an F thirty five, and they were flying it, and uh,
5: is this like a pilot situation?
3: The the pilot like had to eject. And so it didn't he, get
4: shot down it was just my technical difficulties and the, it just the, the air crashed. force has
3: been pretty tight-lipped about I have been trust me living under the 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 flight path of fighter jets you get very interested in these stories so they are doing test flights as they do all the time and the 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 pilot 911 <laughs> gets a call and it's like hey uh, an aircraft is going to be going down and 911's like what are you talking about they're like yeah um, they're like, well, uh, can we talk to the pilot? And they're like, yeah, this is the pilot. I just ejected. I'm at somebody's house right now. I put it in oh autopilot, and I don't know where it is. This is an <laughs> oh, F-35 While the plane is crashing. And, <laughs> what? And... So, so literally there was an F 35 put in a- autopilot flying down the East coast. Now that the, the, it, the air force, and maybe, maybe I'm just more aware of the story, like I said, living under the flight path of these things, but the air force put out like a news release that was literally like, <laughs> if you've seen this go down <laughs> reward, just let us know. Cause we, we got to pick it up. We've, we, you know, it, and but anyway, they they ended up finding it in the field like a hundred miles away. Um, that it made it quite a bit. But one crashed here down at the oceanfront th- and the pilot ejected. And, and so
4: nope.
3: But but anyway, nope. the Air Force said we're going to put a two day addendum. No more fighter jets flying until we know what's going on. I, that was a big part of the story. Two days. No, we're we're shutting down air. <laughs> oh. I can tell you that's not true because they're still zipping around here. Sounds like blue all angels day. above so, your head. Uh, anyway, remember those that's guys, my blue angels. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they were flying around. they were flying around the other day. They did air, air shows are big here where I saw the blue. Jesse,
5: I'm nervous about you talking about this. Yeah, I don't I'm like afraid that. that you're Jesse, Virginia. Get... You're in? I'm in Virginia. But the thing is,
3: like, the other cool thing is, like, I'll I'll be I'll go from here. I'll go to grab some lunch somewhere. <clears throat> and I in most places I go during the day. Straight up Top Gun dudes, the full jumpsuit, mustaches oh, and cool nickname man. on the that's jumpsuit. Right. Are the And they all have. That's not Stryker. just the movies. It's wow. like, hey, there's Striker <laughs> buying Taco Bell right in front of me. And he looks like he that's looks like amazing. a fighter jet pilot named Striker and he looks awesome. And he's wearing have, the jumpsuit.
5: Have they given you a complimentary nickname? No, you I,
3: you, you got to those guys. You, you don't. Need, I mean, they they wear the sunglasses inside. They're very cool. Intimidating, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking to them. They they got their own culture. So I, you I, don't I, like. We,
1: throw, you, you don't like ask them to throw the football and stuff like that shirtless and on the beach. Like, yeah, I, have I, you seen them yeah, shirtless? It was, just, it's the only. Chill out.
4: Yeah, chill pick, out, pick, chill
1: up, out. pick up volleyball. Just I'm pick sorry. up
2: volleyball. I'm sorry. <laughs> Start
3: asking
1: uh, like the most I random questions. Are the movies true?
5: Okay, the last thing. <clears throat> the last thing I want to say uh, is uh, Laney has a new album out today called I Really, Really Hope So. Um, we're the, one of our favorite bands. We like them a lot. So here's one of their songs Home is Where the Hurt Is.
1: Where the hurt is.
2: All right. Well, Laney's new album. It's well, a rough week. Out. Drake's dropping. <laughs> here's <laughs> a new Drake, yep.
0: right, here's the new Drake, everyone. Ruin everyone else's timeline.
1: Uncensored. All right. Uh, that'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday, where we're covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Thanks, Emily. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Tadashi joins us. It doesn't exist when you
5: press start
1: You're listening to Teenage Dads. The song is Speed Racer. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at RelevantMagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Tadashi. He's a hip-hop artist with Reach Records who recently dropped his latest project, Dead or Alive Part 1. We sat down with him to talk about the shocking story behind the album, how he's using his healing journey to inspire others, and how men can fight back against the loneliness epidemic. Here's our conversation with Tadashi.
0: in my slab, with the, Bible on the dash, when I creep, hit my knees before I- make them ends me I'm a lone star baby you know Texas is made a cheap and you know I set the bar hit that church in Easter Pink. hold it down when you come up, gotta keep it silent I'm the drink like I can a year and a half ago uh around a year and a half ago now we were on tour and we were on the last stop of our unashamed tour in Orlando and I went to go on stage for the f- finale with everybody all the other artists and uh, ended up having a really bad fall backstage, trying to maneuver in the dark. now we've done this for 30 prior shows. So it's like, you know, hey, I, I know where I'm going. Um, but eventually my feet get caught up in the wires. I slip, I decide to catch myself and I put my arms out, my hands out to catch myself. And uh, before my hands touch the ground, my head, my uh, forehead hits the metal pole that's holding up this this giant screen that we're using. And then as I hit the pole, I go down to the floor and my and I hit right under my eye. um, I hit the base of that metal pole holding up the the screen. So instantly I'm like, yo, I'm out of it, but I feel the pain of it. And I just kind of cry out for somebody like, yo, I think it was uh, um, that one of the tour managers out with us. And I was like, yo, help. help." And um, they come over, they, they pick me up and I go, all right. My head hurts so bad, man, but let me me get on stage. And he's like, no, you're not going anywhere. And before long, I get outside backstage, and they show me a picture of myself, and not to be too gross, but there's blood everywhere, all on my face, under my eye, all over my shirt. And I had on this white shirt, and so it was just extra bold, and just seeing all the blood dripping down. And um, after after that spill, I found myself really going through more than I ever thought I would. I ended up with lacerations on my forehead and under my eye, um, 12 stitches on my forehead, nine under my eye. And um, I ended up with a severe concussion. I had, I basically was in concussion protocol. Like they were checking concussion symptoms on me for 14 weeks. And so I could not leave my house. I couldn't drive. I couldn't do bright light, loud noises, any of that type of stuff. And it's one thing to feel alone when you are dealing with loneliness. It's another thing to be alone when you're dealing with a hardship because the loneliness seems compounded. It seems like it's intentional. You start to think maybe this is uh, the way my life really is and how people really are towards me. And I would say like 12 weeks, like I, I sat by myself, nobody called, nobody came by. It was literally just me in a basement. And, when you go through hardship, you kind of learn the world keeps going like nobody's waiting for you. They keep moving. And through all of that, I had all of these ups and downs uh, emotionally, mentally and my mental health. And I was already dealing with anxiety and a bunch of other things. And so in that moment, I was I was worried this is how I was going to be the rest of my life. Like I didn't know Um I I learned through this, if your brain is overstimulated, it will shut down minor functions to make sure major functions take place. So I didn't have hearing in my left ear for like three days. At one point, my vision was blurry. I just thought this is how my life is going to be now. I had no clue. And to be able to leave my house right now today, drive myself where I need to go, hear the, the noise of traffic, and not have a headache or get dizzy, to not feel vertigo as the car's going forward, to not get dizzy going up and down the stairs. All of that stuff I realized I took for granted when I had it and now I don't, I'm like, I'm so grateful for it. Um, But in the midst of all of the hardship, I wanted to give up, I just wanted to go man, Who cares? Nobody else cares. Nobody's stopping by. I I don't know what the doctor's really saying. I don't really understand what my body's doing. I don't know if this is going to be my life the rest of my life. And I had this choice to make in this real hard moment to either choose to live or just give up and die. And I don't mean that figuratively. I mean, literally like uh, suicidal ideations uh, compounded with grief and loss already in my life. All these things built up to where I thought, man, it's either Life or death? What am I choosing? And so, when I did, when I started working on music, it really stood out to talk about where I was in in that moment, and to kind of realize other people are dealing with some of the same issues when when it comes to asking that question. Today, will I choose to live or will I choose to die? What am I choosing? And so, dead or alive, really did come out of this real place where I'm going. There's no other answer except these two, and I got to choose, and, and I'm choosing life today. And so that's kind of what it all came to. Dead or alive, you decide. And I decided to choose life. Got whatever you want, I want all of it. Got whatever you want, I want all of it. Got whatever you want, I want all of it. I don't want to be labeled as counterfeit. I see evil is back on the problem again. got I want you to come in my heart again. I've been lost if I'm being so honest. Yeah.
5: Wow, thank you for sharing that um i am I'm, I'm scared, you know are you still kind of healing now or are you in like physically a better place at least or
0: yes so thank you for asking that too okay. i appreciate it i am in a better place physically mentally emotionally all of that uh still dealing with like brain symptoms there's moments of fogginess there's moments where i still can't do loud noises if like i have kids if they get too close to my ears and they're like the hardest thing right now is to have a kid behind me and I can't see them, but they're just loud in my ear. It, it jolts me, my nervous system goes up, I go into fight or flight mode and I feel super stressed. So I go, hey, sit in front of me, you gotta get in front of me. And that's still there and I don't know if that'll ever go away. And then the other thing, um, my upper lip, when I hit my eye, I hit my entire face on that base. And this is still numb. Like to this day, if I touch it, it it feels numb and tingles. And my smile is now crooked. Like if I smile, this doesn't go up all the way. And I'm just like, wow, this is a permanent reminder. It seems like, I don't know if it's permanent, but I, if it is, it's like this constant reminder for me of like, yo, this thing really happened to you. And one of the, I think one of the most difficult things, both physically, mentally, and emotionally, that stood out the most um, that comes to mind when you think when you ask about dealing with it or not, was um, how much attention and importance. That's probably a better word. How much importance do I give to this? Because it's I don't know about everybody else. I won't speak for everyone else, although I do believe others deal with this. I was raised and kind of taught like, man, just suck it up, bro. Life is life. You just got to suck it up. Then when I see other people's reaction and they just kind of move on, it just kind of goes, man, I'm, am I making a big deal out of this? Am I doing too much? Like, is this not that big of a deal? And it took medical professionals to kind of go, hey, man, I don't know why you, you want to treat this like it's not a big deal. This is serious. Like you had a severe concussion, plus growing up playing football in Texas, having car accidents, like all these things compound on your brain. And for you to be able to snap back out of this, I think you need to take it uh, or see it as more serious than you are. And it took them to kind of help me to realize, I'm not downplaying this anymore. I'm not making too much about it. I really did go through something. And so I know that's kind of the wrestle I've, I've heard as I talk to other people like, We all want to downplay what we've gone through for the sake of other people, because other people are not as invested as we are as the ones going through it. But ultimately, I'm like, no, this is not anything to downplay. That that was kind of the start of choosing life.
5: And I think what you were saying, too, also kind of ties into something you mentioned earlier about, you know, you were really struggling with loneliness, which I think is something that a lot of people struggle with, specifically men. Mm -hmm. Um, I think. Like, there's an actual, like, epidemic these days. of Male loneliness. Um, I'm curious, how did you break out of that mindset of feeling lonely? Like, what helped you get out of that?
0: I learned because of my experiences uh, as for who I am. My my parents are are, uh, not together. I'm biracial. My dad is Polynesian. He's Samoan and my mom's black. So I'm like The Rock, but in reverse. Uh, But I look just as good. So I'm like, hey, I am... This biracial kid who grew up in Texas and I get a chance to finally go to the island to meet my dad and I meet him and I hang out on the island. And after two or three days, the island was only two miles large, like wide. There's nothing else to do. There's nowhere else to go. Excuse me. And it hit me. An island is just a trap. That's all it is. It's a paradise as long as you can leave it. It doesn't remain a paradise if you can't leave it. Then it becomes a trap. And for me, I learned isolation looked like a beautiful island that was going to be filled with safety and protection. And I'm going to be okay because, hey, that's what the world says anyway. You got to learn how to be on your own and do it on your own. And yet what I what I realized in the deepest parts of my loneliness was I had allowed isolation to be this island I ran to that became a trap. And so I had to break away from isolation and go be with people and allow myself the freedom to be myself around those people. So the first thing I did, honestly, I left my house when I could and I went and hung with strangers, like complete strangers. I would go to, I remember one time I went to a, it was like a wing place here. And I went and sat down and I just started talking to a dude at the bar and started having a conversation. I went to another spot and um, I went, I purposely went to this one part of town where, where the houseless community, people struggling with houselessness would, would be. And I would just go sit out and with a case of water and I just start talking to them and hearing their story. And what that did, it did two things for me. One, it made me realize that I'm not on an island anymore because I'm actually engaging the world. But two, it helped me to, to take the focus off of me and to see other people's worlds as well. And so, <clears throat> That's where I, I started. I didn't start with, hey, let me go get with my friends and hopefully they understand me. And I didn't start with, man, my wife who's already dealing with a lot, being a mom and being a wife and being a business owner, like, let me get her to take some of her time to really get what I'm saying. I went to people who weren't obligated but would be willing and I just started engaging strangers. And that gave me this mental clarity to then come back and engage my community. And I know that's probably random to people and doesn't make sense. But honestly, when there was no expectation on me, all I had to do was just sit there and be, I found ways to be my true self. And then I got to come back to the people who know me, quote unquote, and actually help them understand who I really am. But I had to start somewhere. And I knew just over processing. If I just go straight to my friends again, it won't make sense for them. And they'll pick up where they left off, even though I'm somewhere completely different. It's been 14 weeks. Like we're not in the same place anymore, but they're going to pick up where where they left off with me. And I don't want that. So let me, let me, let me not let them be the first. It's like, I'm, I don't want to jump in the deep end first. Let me go to the shallow end and ease my way down into the deep end. And that's kind of what I did. Um, And it, it helped so much because it helped me take the focus off myself and to see other people deal with life. And it helped me also to laugh and be social and not have to do it out of obligation or fear of loss. It just, I just had fun talking to people and laughing with them. And when my introverted side was had enough, I would leave. I'd be like, all right, no obligation here. God bless you. Nice to meet you. Going back to the house. And so that's what it was. And I feel like it really helped me. So I don't know if that helps or makes sense, but I hope it does.
5: No, I, I really do love that. I think that's such great... Insight and like to be able to hear from someone who really knows what that struggle is like mm-hmm. and what it's like to to do the work to choose to do the work. Yeah. Um, I think is is important. Yeah. I'm curious, like, how does it feel to sort of be on the other side of that, or do you feel like you're on the other side? Do you feel like you're mm-hmm. still going through it?
0: Uh, honestly, I feel like I I have my good days and bad days with it, um, and, but yet the good days are good. Like, I don't wanna discredit them, they are good. And then at the same time, and this is for anybody listening, like it's okay to say I feel lonely today. Like I I feel like, man, there's been such this, there's been such a, a misnomer about what we feel because we're afraid it'll harm our faith. And I just don't believe the God who sees all and knows all is, is shook by the fact that I feel lonely today. Matt, i think that's when he shows up as a comforter when i can be honest enough to say i need comfort but i never want to downplay it so i i have my good days and my bad days but i always try to acknowledge the days are good that there are good days like i um this for for some people this is great for some people that it, it's like yay that ain't nothing like i don't know but like spot on spotify i crossed five hundred thousand monthly listeners For me, I was always like 200, 250, maybe 315. Like, no, I was always in there. And again, to some people, it's like, well, man, why are you complaining about that? That's awesome. I only have five. You know, it's like, I get it. But for my own personal goals, I remember praying in January, like, God, it would really be awesome if we could cross 500,000. So I'm gonna work hard to try to do that. And when I saw it happen, I was like, I literally prayed that prayer and I looked and I saw it. I was like, I just want to do it before the year is out, God. And it happened this month. And I was like, shut up. And so it was a a good day. So I wanted to acknowledge the good day. So I started creating little tent poles or or flags of remembrance for the good days. So um, I, I, I give myself one cheat meal a day. And so on that day, I mean, not a day, a week, one cheat meal a week. And so on that day, I I got I got ice cream. I don't like just oh I'm gonna eat some ice cream because this I will remember the last time because I ain't had it in months. So I'll remember when I got ice cream again and know why I got it. That's right because of that. Or um, when I there's a there's a lake I, I go to all the time to pray and meditate. So I just took a little little container and scooped some of the dirt from the place where i go and i keep it in my room to remind me those are good moments those are good days so i i keep these little flags of remembrance and i try to make sure they're there for my my brain to go back to like man today feels super lonely but there are good days so just hold on for a All my people gonna fly one day that's why they get high some days so as i lay down to sleep i pray my soul oh, this pain in my heart,
1: that was tadashi make sure to check out dead or alive part 1 about now all right stay tuned up next it's your feedback You're listening to Sarah Reeves in Social House. The song is triggered. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, He's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week we got talking about Emily asked the guys uh, if we, how often we think about the Roman Empire, you know, and uh, we said never, but Jesse regaled us with other weird things he thinks about. Um, and so we want to know what, what's your Roman Empire? What's the thing that you think about that other people don't? You hit us up on Twitter, X at Relevant Podcast, and on Threads and everywhere else. And here's some of our favorites. I,
3: I'm gonna I'm about to blow Adam Davis's mind because he seems to <laughs> not really know too much about the finance system. Um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save him many nights of sleep because he ends his tweet with this. I've lost many nights of sleep over this. I still don't. I still don't know how how banks make money. Jeez. We just give them ours, and then what? Jeez. Adam, listen. Has he never heard of interest? <laughs> listen, they loan that. They take your money and they loan it out and we have to pay back those loans they charge it's called, an interest rate it's a wonderful rate. life
1: <laughs> you yeah, want they, to figure char- out how banks
3: work they charge an interest rate <laughs> and they make money on the interest that you pay on those loans now the reason it's precarious is because if everyone pulls out their money at the same time then uh uh you know then they don't have any cash and that's why they have. that's why bank runs are a concern <laughs> that's why we have Listen to this, this thing called the FDIC, which is federal insurance for your bank account that ensures the system doesn't collapse. So, sleep well tonight. Now you know how banks he's are. Gonna,
2: he's going to hear that and be like, I'm upset at the way that they spoke to me on the show, and I'm never going to listen ever again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, I think Ben Stroop's got, he's got the right one here. He said one of his big ones is, what mm-hmm. is the longest a road can have one solid line and one dotted line? Like, it's only safe to pass on one side. How far can that go before it's safe on both or safe on neither side? And I think... He
1: clearly lives in a rural area. He lives in a rural don't, We don't think about but long roads where you can pass. In norm-
5: I think this is a great example of Roman Empire, because I've seen so many people this week tweet about, like, this is my Roman Empire, and they're talking about, like, Harry Styles. And I'm like, he doesn't count because he's, like, in the news all the time, so, like, people are always thinking about him. This stuff, Ben... Sweetie, I think you might be the only one thinking about this, and that's what a good Roman Empire is—is is a question that no one else is thinking about, like Jesse's horse theory or uh, the origin of who was the first horse rider. Uh, sorry, Jesse, I, I think you're the only one, one thinking about. I want to hear
2: Derek's. Derek, what oh, you got? Derek, what's yours? I have the best Every one. Rich says. <laughs>
4: Bridge says, "Your mom." Uh,
2: that was yep. yeah. I that's love how we added mom. that in that's there. That's my favorite one. That's neither constructive or criticism. Right.
4: It's 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 just he's a six year old. I love it.
5: Scott <laughs> Armstrong. Well, well, he
1: thinks about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch all the time. What
4: is that? It's so an in the Pacific Ocean. Plastic.
5: There's yeah. There's like a vortex of all like the uh, debris and litter from the ocean that's just like sitting there and just no. casually polluting everything. Yeah, it's like no. hundreds of thousands of miles wide. It's from like North America to Japan. It's like somewhere in there. Jeez, No,
4: the are you kidding
2: me? There's too much me? things going There's on in this world. Yeah. I know enough yeah. information. That's, That's a good Roman oh empire.
4: Goodness, this is insanity. It's the size just of Texas. It.
5: Size yeah. of Texas. It's all trash. My
4: God. What in the world? Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah it's listen, like I did think Googled about it later. It is funny, Jesse, that you brought up that you think about horses because it reminded me of the Barbie movie where Ken... Gets really excited about horses once he learns about them, and I just, I just like that you had that energy about on you in
4: that movie. That's a lot, that's a lot going on. <laughs> There's there. a lot of energy.
5: A lot of energy me. happening. Yeah. I'm
1: realizing <sighs> I slept through three quarters of it because I don't remember oh anything gosh. people say about the Barbie movie. I it never watched
4: it. I, so I, I, I watched it. All I know is Barbie and the horse. When we,
5: I, obviously, I watched I got, the opening.
3: We fired night, it up so. again last weekend. Yeah, we fired it up as a family last weekend, and yeah. delightful. And I bet y'all had a great time. We did. We did. It was delightful.
1: Okay, well, there's a lot more where that came from. You can go check out our replies over on X. want to see more. You guys have a lot of stuff on your mind. Okay, it's time for this week's...
4: Editorial Question of the Week. Hey.
1: Well, at the beginning of the show, Jesse was telling us about the Little League experience of, of the coach getting thrown out. Got us thinking about awkward <laughs> awkward things that we've been at where something happened like that. You know, a guy getting thrown out or something or whatever. So we want to know the most memorable... Awkward things that you've experienced in a public setting like church or, you know, concert or or a game or something like that. Hit us up on X at Relevant Podcast and uh, at Relevant Magazine everywhere else. Not only do those...
3: Like those type of things live rent free mm. in my head. I give rent away And, like mm. that is rent controlled in my head. Like awkward public things that I witness. I just a little room right there for Little League guy getting tossed out into the street and all us watching him hilariously do the walk <clears throat> of shame and the umpire coming back up just to scream welcome to Little League to an enormous laugh.
4: I'll think about did he, it all did the he time. His, did he rip his shirt off when he did it? Was he like, whoa?
3: He kind of look. looked over. He kind of looked over. Everyone <laughs> like, you hear that? You hear that? I told him, welcome to Little League. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> I saw a botched proposal at a Magic game, like right in front of me. Oh. Like she Wait, didn't want you? the You're attention. Watched. Well, it was like, well, it was one of those timeout ones. And all of a sudden the spotlight and cameras show up on this couple that's right in front of me. And he very nervously and awkwardly got down on a knee and whatever. And they're on the jumbotron and all this stuff. And she, I heard, cause I'm six inches from them. I heard Oof. her say, I told you, I didn't want this.
2: I told you I didn't want this.
1: And, and the camera is like on them and everybody's cheering and, and he ring and she starts crying and shook her head. No. And everybody starts oh. booing and thinking it was like a joke. Like, you know, like it was a skit and, Camera goes away, and they literally. She like ran out crying, and he awkwardly left. A minute wow. later, that's and amazing. They booed her. Yeah, they booed the whole. When that yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was the most uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't even remember. I, that, I, I probably not.
4: Now that I, is that's from rough. the office. Like that
1: that's was about so uncomfortable, that's dude. Yeah. level. Because like after she ran levels. off, he's sitting there. He's after like, she ran off, money. he's sitting there because he's on the front row and he's just sitting there alone. Like what do I do now? Do I go check on her? Everybody's staring at him. Ah man, and what do he you do? eventually just walked
2: out, but this is that's got to At that tuss point tuss I enjoy the game, of... get some nachos and she's together? gone. And it's there's no recovery there. You can't recover <laughs> from <laughs> that. Nacho, so so just... you might as well just it's one bye bye. Nah, you're done. Nachos. Nah. Yeah, nachos. Have a good yeah. day.
3: Yeah. Just move just move cities. <laughs> do, you just move they, cities. do you think <laughs> they do they stay together? For sure. That's breaking up.
4: How do you go back from that? No, 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 no. He's simping then—that's why you together. think. Let's say together. I knew it, 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 if he was brave enough. To do that, he clearly is a person that does that all the time. Can I tell you the type of guy he is? I I know exactly the type of guy. This is the type of guy
2: that she was like, you know what? I think we should break up. And the guy's like, I'm gonna kill myself. I'm just gonna kill my like that. Is the type of guy that this is. I already know. He's the type of guy that's gonna, he's like, I'm really sick, and like he's it's something bad bad happening because he just doesn't he doesn't want to face the news that his girl is like, you're really not, you're not for me. And so he's the type of he's extreme, you know those type of guys. It's always like a neckbeard type right. guy
4: or yeah. he's the guy just, it, it, that just or that or the guy that's just always saying stupid stuff in public i'm that guy though oversharing <laughs> like over i'm saying but oversharing but like, i'm that guy you know what i'm saying stuff that doesn't make any sense oh no marty Derek, i'm please that, guy. that, guy. I'm <laughs> an that open, guy i just feel please. like listen
2: i just say things and i really need to this podcast has taught me a lot about uh not saying things and i just want to thank cameron for all the <laughs> editing details that he has <laughs> added to their Dude. episodes there have been a number, uh, a number of run. details. We had
1: we had a meeting about the Liam Neeson pee pants really? conversation. Like, do we leave it Didn't in leave it at in? all? Do we take it all? We left in about ten oh, percent. We left in you telling us about it. Randomly, and not the next ten minutes of us talking. That about was where it. the yeah. gold
2: was. We need like a Patreon or something where fans can get the real episodes of these relevant. Like, there's gold in no, here. We don't. Gold.
5: <laughs> no, we <don't>. no, we're <laughs> saving no, that in your no, blackmail folder. Yeah, look. For if you ever need I love to, this part.
3: We, we like, all have. We have one. Don't, a lot don't on worry. On there's you. a blackmail folder for all of us. We have yeah. one on Corey yeah. Asbury. All
2: right. within within my- we have one on Beth Moore, <laughs> Tadashi, yeah. all the stuff that Dave said. Every 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 guest.
1: Yeah, no question.
2: Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank
1: Tadashi for joining us. Make sure to check out his new EP, Dead or Alive, Part 1. It's out now. Also, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we are covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. You can follow us on all the socials to make sure you don't miss an article. But if you want just the best of the best, you can get our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday morning. Just sign up for our newsletter right there at the website. It's on every page. Great way to keep in touch. Uh, If you like the music on the show, make sure to check out our uh, Spotify playlists. We have Heard on the Relevant Podcast, where we play everything here in the breaks. We also have a worship playlist, which is fantastic. Uh, Indie, hip-hop playlists. Um, We update them all every week, so check them out over on Spotify. Just search for Relevant. Uh, Also, if you like the show, if you're still listening, hopefully you do, uh, tell people, rate it, review it, wherever you listen. Uh, It helps the algorithm, helps people find it. We love seeing the feedback. And uh, you know, and share the episodes and all the all that stuff. Do the things. All right, we appreciate it. All right, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron
3: Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Marty. We
1: will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone.
0: Well, you can come do it if you want to.
2: Relevant Podcast Network.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.